As summer comes to a close here shortly, uh, a little piece of news escaped me. And, and I meant to bring it up in an earlier podcast when I found out about it in June. Uh, but like I said, it, it, it slipped past by me in the, in the throes of summer. But apparently, and for those of you who are in the know about whiskey, maybe this is old news to you. And maybe for our guest, who I'll introduce here in just a little bit, maybe it's old news for him as well. But I, I thought I'd still get it in there before the, the summer was out. In June... Um, apparently a distillery in New Hampshire made a new whiskey that's flavored with beaver anus secretions. <laughs> um, Tamworth Distillering in New Hampshire uh, releasing what they're calling a new limited edition. This was back in June of a whiskey that's flavored with the beaver anus. Um, Technically, beaver anal secretions. Here's the thing. You, you may raise your nose in disgust, but apparently you've already been tasting it. Beaver anus secretions. Um, the whiskey is infused with castorium, which is the oil that beavers have in their, in their little sacks and their tails that they use to mark their territory. So... Castorium is a pretty common food additive. And because it's cheap, it's a cheap substitute for vanilla and strawberry and raspberry. <laughs> and the FDA lets companies just list it as natural flavoring. <laughs> yes. And not beaver <clears throat> anal secretions because we might not be so inclined to try something with beaver anal secretions as we would to natural flavorings. We've all had something, ate something, drank something with, with natural flavorings. So you're probably eating it without even realizing it all these years. Um, if you want to see what it does to whiskey, go to New Hampshire. Uh, they, said, they said, and I'm quoting here, it exudes a leathery raspberry taste and acts to fortify the whiskey flavors. Mm. Uh, available for a limited amount of time back in June at a handful of stores. I personally am going to hold out for, <laughs> I'm gonna hold out for uh, uh, squirrel nutsack juices, I think. <laughs> I, think is, I, I think I think is what I'm, I'm waiting on. <laughs> you know, give me a whiskey infused with squirrel nutsack juices and uh, <laughs> and I'm in. Welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey, our guest bottle, our 65th bottle. Now I'm counting them down to, to 70 and eventually to 100 hands, Barry. His, uh, his Town Branch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 80 proof uh, from Lexington, Kentucky, the Town Branch Distillery, uh, brought back bourbon distilling to Lexington for the first time. Since 1958, this uh, st product started to come out in 2012. Now, that's probably news to you and I, but to our guest, mm -hmm. probably not so. Uh, he writes for the Ohio Tavern News, Max Eckenweiler. Am I saying that right? You're saying it exactly Max right. Max Eckenweiler, who I met for the first time at the Woodford Reserve Manhattan competition a while back, also uh, a whiskey business podcast, joins us. Uh, tonight to share some whiskey and and talk uh, whiskey 
And <laughs> Eckenweiler is what? What is that? German. G- g- you, yeah, you pretty much German. German. How do you not know what you are? Uh, they've been here a long time. You, the, the Eckenweilers. Yeah. Yeah. So you, but you like see, fourth you, or fifth generation Eckenweiler. But you're saying it with doubt. Like you don't know? Well, no, I know it's German. You know it's German. Yeah. Okay. On both sides of the family? Yep. Just all the Gratz, way. Gratz on one side. Eckenweiler on the other. What is on one side? Gratz. G-R-A-T-Z. So that's about as German as it comes. Yeah. <laughs> I think they got that on the menu at Schmidt's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You can get it at the Autobahn. Gratz and it was that's, one of, that's one of and the I things. Saw, I, I, I saw steam almost coming out of your headphones. Let me say it. Let, Let me, me say it. I got this one. <laughs> so, Eckenweiler, and is, uh, do you come from a family of drinkers? Actually, my parents pretty much teetotalers. Really? Uh, we had four boys. I don't know how they didn't drink, uh, but me and my brothers, we uh, we tipple it quite a bit. So it's just my dad was a basketball coach, teacher. My mom's a teacher, so they always were trying to set a good example. So there wasn't any Eckenweiler family reunions where everybody and and and, nope. and, and excuse the stereotype where the whole family's going yeah 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 yeah. It's crazy. No, no not no. at all. No later hosen. Just no, no, just, just yeah. fucking crickets. Exactly. <laughs> we'd, we'd have uh, our bland, holidays. bland. What about food. all right? Then what? What about the what about the the Gratz family? And they were darn near Amish. So they were Mennonite. <laughs> so there was nothing. No drinking from eat. I don't know. So when were you? And first, then how did I get into this? Where were you first? When were you first introduced to alcohol? Then, with such a pure, you know, <laughs> lineage and past. Oh, you know, like most kids, high schoolish, but probably a little bit before. But you know, not really a big drinker. Or anything what did you like drink that. in high school? Was the first thing. Oh, you had? just beer. Just beer. Oh, actually, I think the first thing was. Uh, a very delightful wine called a uh, wild, wild Irish Rose, beautiful fortified. Right there, right yeah. next to the MD twenty twenty. Yes, exactly. It's and the, the Annie Green Springs and oh, the yeah. Boone's Farm. Yeah, right Absolutely, by. yes. You can pick it up oh, at the what finest to stores. What to choose? What to choose? Yes, and uh, <laughs> going down into the uh, inner city of Mansfield, Ohio, and just going to your finest establishments, going with your friend who had a beard. At age 14, 15, be like, he's old enough. Yeah. They're like, okay, you guys. Was that one of the uh, Mennonite Amish kids? No. No? No, no that, that, was, the, that was away the, from them. That was, uh, that was away. <laughs> yeah. Even when they went on their, what is it? when the when uh, Rumspriga. Say that again? Rumspriga. I can never say that word properly. Yeah. yeah. So you're I, familiar with that. I'm not They're, really, but I've seen movies. Okay. So you never party with anybody that was on one of those? No. I would love to do that. Yeah. I would love to be with an Amish kid that's gone crazy for just one night <laughs> and see and see what what he would get into as a as a young adult. You can show him a few things. Yeah, to, well, or not. I don't know, maybe not. You never so, know. uh Wild Irish Rose. Oh, oh yeah, that, I know I don't think I've ever had it again. Yeah. Well, you, you shouldn't have. Did you drink it all? Oh, I'm sure I did. No, you didn't because it's a medical well, fact right. that if you drink an entire bottle of Wild Irish Rose in your high school, you will die. Yeah, well that that might be the case. <laughs> I'm sure I got as close to it as I could <laughs> yeah, and threw up. Right. There is nothing <laughs> great day. There is nothing worse in in my memory as well hmm. than uh a cheap wine vomit yeah a cheap wine vomit is the worst the worst you know and you actually you actually say the name of it while you're throwing any green springs you're throwing it up and just it's Mm. 
<laughs> Apple, strawberry. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. A- Many b- flavors. Beaver anus. <laughs> you know that's what the flavoring is in those. So, uh, The gig. All right. Well. With the Ohio Tavern News. Been there for about 17 years. Wow. Uh, pretty much went out of there. Like, right after college, I had a job here in town uh with an accounting firm something like that is that what you studied in college marketing marketing uh, mass media all that kind of stuff. anytime i talk to somebody who studied marketing or anything (laughs) they're very vague about uh so were you vague when you got out of school as to what you were going to do oh yeah i had no idea i had no idea no idea i just uh yeah i took business yeah that's exactly right it was something where uh I was like, I don't know what I want to be. My parents were both teachers. My mm-hmm. brothers were going into. You, uh, you didn't want to be, be a teacher. You didn't like, want to be nah, a teacher. I don't really like what'd children. Parent, what'd your parents teach? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like children. <laughs> uh, my mom was sixth grade, and then my dad was high school, high school. and he was basketball, basketball coach, coach. So, <clears throat> so yeah, good coach. He was. I yeah, think good, uh, good teacher. What did he teach? Uh, he. He did many different things, but generally like government and history and everything like so that. So he, he taught a real class. Yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, we actually grew – I grew up in uh, northeast Ohio in Lorain County. Mm-hmm. And when we were like 12, 13, we moved to Mansfield because he was just hopping from one – he was at a small school there. He wanted to go to a big school. And when we got there, he was at the bigger school. And then there he got probably the best teaching job of all time where he was OWE, which he would send – kids who were at risk of dropping out of school off to work at places and throughout the day he would go check up on them make sure they're going to work and everything oh, like wow. that so he enjoyed that but uh yeah how long did he teach uh i would guess 30 years That's a long time yeah and my mom did her 25 or whatever and got out and now they're both happily retired and travel and that's how they do it god they, bless them man yeah. I, I i have nothing but immense respect for teachers uh all all through my life i think that they are probably one of the most underappreciated professions out there you know people who take the time and the effort to educate our kids and us sometimes they wind up with success stories but that futile sometimes very futile effort i mean and then they come back oh yeah after that summer break they come back and do it (laughs) again and again and for 30 years and 25 years yeah god bless your parents man they did all right so So. you okay stumbled into the yeah basically in college when i was there i worked for the newspaper the bg news in bowling green Mm -hmm. and sold advertising there so this company had an opening and i looked at it i'm like you know what that was fun in school you know, got to go out and meet people at bars and stuff and talk to everybody. This company, so Ohio Tavern News? Is yeah, Ohio by... Tavern News, owned by a small family. Uh, they have like two or three newspapers. How long had they been in existence before you took the gig? Ohio Tavern News came into existence the week after Prohibition ended. Wow. wow. So, so this going is, on this 75, is, this 76, is, uh, 80 years now, yeah. It's legit. This is legit. This is a, this is a long time. Yeah. Is, is it an actual paper? Is it? A- yeah, it's a real real life publication. Uh, have a website, but I th- we still do most of our business through the old fashioned way. And I think that's just a kind of a, a, a the bar owners in Ohio are kind of the, just the old school people. I mean, there's a new generation coming in where you know everything's done online and everything like that. But you right. still have your old timers who own bars on campus who own bars all around the state and you know vfw people who just want to get the pricing want to see the new products and do everything that that way what was the first article you wrote for the ohio tavern 
Uh, I, I don't really write too much. I'm more on the marketing side, so I deal with all the, in, in alcohol, everything's marketing. Mm-hmm. So it's all the stories you tell. But uh, right. what was I, the first thing you marketed? Well, actually, I was going to tell you the first story I wrote. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so oh. I have written stories. I'm just not. I would never call myself a writer because. Why not? Well, I don't know. Because probably I'm not that good at it. <laughs> you wrote it. It's in the paper. Uh, that's it's published. True. Okay. You're a writer. You can say that. I will that's say that. That's all right. <laughs> I will give you the credit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think probably our pretty close to like I think I started in April on the job and by the time September rolled around the guys from Brown Foreman were going down to Woodford Reserve uh, they're doing a, a barrel pick with uh, Jeff Ruby's restaurants down in Cincinnati I said hey you want to come down here and cover this take some pictures you know maybe write a little story so I actually got to sit in on one of the first personal barrel selections that Woodford Reserve ever did. Wow. And so, you know, I got to sit around, take pictures. This was back when Woodford was, you know, a small brand. And, you know, just really looked around. I'm like, this gig is not bad. I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I can. And so, you yeah, have for 17 years. Yeah, exactly. So what do you do primarily now? Uh, I deal with the brokers and distributors, deal with the state a bit. But it's more about, you know, making a calendar, uh, that makes sense for the people who read the paper, which is the trade, that's your bar owners, that's your, uh, again, distributors, brokers, people like that. It's not really, you know, for you and me as a consumer, but, you know. I would find probably a lot of stuff fascinating. You probably in would. That. Uh, just the pricing list alone. <laughs> which is, you're not the average <laughs> consumer. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just put that out there. Yes, you've got a podcast and a show Hansberry, on Whiskey Business. Hansberry, when you're right, God damn it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I am not your average consumer. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah. So, you know, so we just deal with uh, what's coming out, what's new, what's going to be on sale this week or this month and everything like that. So, so after 17 years, uh, do you still love it? I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, when I first started it, I was uh, pretty much a beer drinker and everything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I drank a little bit of Doers because I would, you know, I loved the movie Swingers. So I'd go to places like <laughs> Doers on the Rocks. Yeah, that's what I'll have. Doers on the Rocks. Uh, so that was my drink of choice back then. But really, it was just so I wouldn't drink too much and drive. So, right. you know, I'd have like two over the course of four or five hours at a bar and be like, all right, I can go home now. So Scotch was your first introduction to whiskey? Yes, it was. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm positive i did wild turkey shots and jack shots and everything like that but you know not stuff but as you, far as being yeah. the becoming the sophisticated man that you are today sophisticado yes yeah, yeah. it's the first actual yeah liquor say. that you took time and and actually would 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 order at a bar that doors doors please yes exactly. on the rocks yeah on definitely the, the you know rocks, but yeah. now if i would to drink doers i wouldn't do it on the rocks don't drink scotch on the rocks that's that's i put with water with, with water yeah uh irish i can do a little bit on the rocks but very very small like you know yeah. smaller ice cube than this right uh bourbon i can do it anyway yeah uh i think uh well there's certain bourbons that i i think uh drink better neat and there's certain ones that that need a little bit of We've said it before that water is whiskey's friend. Oh, sometimes, yeah. as far as Tamping opening down up, a bit. Yep. opening up some of the the flavors and and, and smells and tastes that uh, that the whiskey has. Yeah, yeah. Mine was Chevis Regal, mm-hmm. the first Scotch, and that's only because 
uh, guy I worked for one summer said, you know, you work hard all day, I'll buy your drinks at night as long as you drink what I drink, and he drank Chavez Regal. Okay. And, and okay. You were classic. Yeah. Chavez. <laughs> Chavez Regal. That's, yeah. that's a big timer. Uh, no, I think, was it was that, was that price? Well, you would know. Price point one, is that, is oh, that higher? Yeah. yeah. Is that higher than, than Doers? Yeah, definitely. Really? Because I like uh, Doers better than Chavez yeah. Regal now. Yeah, but yeah, that was always the... Do you go back to Scotch every once in a while? Every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big fan of Glen Morangie. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, just a whole line of different expressions, aged in bourbon barrels, aged different in wine barrels. expressions. Yeah. Ooh, explain that. Uh, they'll have something that would be like Nectar d'Or. It's a, it's a Scotch, it's their single malt that's aged in a bourbon barrel. Uh-huh. Uh, then they also have... Uh, dropping names now but uh Drop like they're different versions like uh they have an astar which is uh i think it's just aged in french oak uh you know they'll have just things some will be aged in a uh, brandy cask so it's a little bit a little bit of different differentiation to how they finish their bourbons mm-hmm. and that's or scotches and that's what that is actually what's driving the scotch market right now it's uh your 12 to 15 year olds that are actually being finished in a different kind. Do you think the Scotch market has uh, taken a hit with the bourbon explosion Definitely. In, in the last bunch of years? Yeah. Uh, and do you think it'll come full circle? Do you think it'll come back around again? Or uh, is it they think this bourbon explosion is I, here to stay? I think the bourbon explosion is here to stay. Uh, basically what happened was you know, America really hiked up the quality on our whiskey probably mm-hmm. about 20, 25 years ago. And it took the world a long time to catch up, it, you know, because they always thought of, you know, Seagram 7 or, you yeah, know. Not a bottle of it. Oh, no. It, it's a fine whiskey, but it's not, you know, good. <laughs> we had it on the show because one of my guests was a high school friend of mine and he mm-hmm. doesn't drink much anymore so i said well it goes the only thing i remember drinking was seven and mm-hmm. sevens so remember we got yeah. a bottle of seagram seven and and uh had had seven and seven. did we mix it with, with seven we did up? we yeah. did we, did. we yeah. mixed yeah. it with we seven up hey, i do everything in my power to make my guests feel comfortable yes, that's great. If he wanted if he wanted Very the seven so. seven so forth and so on but he put like that much Seagram's and like <laughs> half a can of Seven Up, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, do what the guest wants, but no. Uh, so, about twenty twenty five years ago, we really started kicking up great bourbons, and you know, when you're in my favorites, Jack Daniels did their single barrel release back then. You know, they also Old For- Forester actually started producing Woodford Reserve. You know, Jim Beam had Knob Creek. So it was all these things that did a little bit of step up. Uh, Wild Turkey right. released a Russell's Reserve. So it was like they saw that, okay, if we can put, you know, age them a couple years longer, maybe get a higher proof on them a little bit, and then we can make a little more money on them. And then all of a sudden. And isn't it, it, isn't it interesting because I, Jim Beam, just the old good old-fashioned Jim Beam, not necessarily one of my favorites, but all of their other products their their higher end stuff some of that stuff is amazing same with wild turkey yeah you know i remember wild turkey shots like you were saying yeah. but you 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 bump up to where the, their next level and there's just no, some it's fantastic. amazing fantastic yeah. you know products that they're that they're putting out jack daniels you saw the jack daniels shrine oh yeah it's have beautiful. you ever taken a picture of that hansbury we'll do it we'll, t- <laughs> we'll take a picture it's uh, they we jokingly call it a shrine but 
Uh, yeah, it, it's all it's yeah. all there. It's all there. And there's about uh, half a dozen bottles of uh, single barrel reserve up up there yeah. as well. So I ain't stuff, running man. out anytime no, soon. You're not. No, 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 no. That's... So you you started with scotch, and then you started to. When did you just discover with the bourbons? The bourbons. Basically, it was like that first year of work here mm-hmm. uh you know is nobody sent me over to a distillery in scotland you know at, at the beginning uh so we would go to woodford we would go to jack daniels we would go to wild turkey where i do things uh i've actually been to the town branch distillery if you've had uh that kentucky bourbon barrel beers mm-hmm. same company same company right yeah and actually at the beginning they were using uh I, I, Again, everything in whiskey is kind of sketchy as far as what they tell you. So from what I've heard was they were initially using Old Forester and Woodford barrels to age their beer. And then when their whiskey got up to age, then boom, they would they were able to use those. That's a nice segue. This one is 72% corn, 13% rye, and 15% malted barley. I mentioned earlier that they brought back bourbon distilling to Lexington for the first time since 1958. Uh, Town Branch is actually a little part of that area right mm-hmm. there where the people used to go get their water back in the 19th yep. century. And um, uh, what do you think of this particular bourbon? Oh, I love it. Uh, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got uh, it's it's 80 proof, so it's real drinkable, really real easy, drinkable. I know. said that to the boys. I said, "What are we drinking tonight?" And I said, "The guest bottle's only 80 proof, so nobody's going to get hurt tonight." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you get your your vanillas you get your little bit of cocoa a little bit of caramel uh you know and it's, it's got just, a sweet nose to it it finishes yeah, a little warm corn, well, it's got a lot of corn yeah, so yeah it's got, a lot, got a lot of sweetness and it's <laughs> it's in our favorite category of under 50 bucks a bottle it, yeah. it retails for i i think 30 35 bucks a bottle yep on average exactly depending on where you go um so yeah the town branch gets the the thumbs up yeah for us to, on whiskey business in all categories it's got just a hint of um a scotch flavor too you're talking about oh, yeah. scotches it kind of reminds me a little bit a little bit their uh owner of the company well the late pierce lyons he was uh, a man from either ireland or scotland uh and he bought uh Alltech, which is the company that owns town branch right. and they were a feed company for the horses down there and but he his first love was whiskey and whiskey making everything like that so you can kind of tell that he's you know that malted barley is probably that uh that scotch taste you're getting is that what you would call it yeah it's got a nice oak on it (laughs) (laughs) thanks thanks you got it great throw me a bone baby (laughs) and 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 i love the bottle Uh, do you do you do you find yourself liking just the make of certain bottles oh yeah i mean this one this one i made i had the uh, lady cleans my house. Um, actually, makes lamps, and I gave her an empty bottle of Town Branch and said, "Make me a lamp out of this because it's 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 it's, it's nice and sturdy. Thick. It's it's sturdy. It's stout, and you know, just I'm enamored by certain bottles. Oh yeah. Well, you being know. in the on the marketing side of a lot of these whiskeys, you know, that's how you kind of have to di- differentiate yourself. Is that how they you do know, it? It's like Pappy Van Winkle, if you've ever looked at that bottle, you can be like, okay, I don't know much about that. There's an old guy on it with mm-hmm. a cigar. 
and you're like, oh, okay. But you and then know, if you there's look a lot. The, but then when you know what it is, you're like, oh man, look at that. But like new companies, new products. I mean, you got to do something a little bit different. Because What's interesting about this else? particular label is they actually have you know the the map of yep. of, of where the Lexington right where, there. where 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 the where the water would 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 flow there in Town Branch and and I think that's kind of cool. But um, yeah, I get enamored by bottles. And you talk about labels. You look at the Van Winkle the twelve. That just looks like oh yeah somebody just slapped a a sticker on it and doesn't look like anything fancy at all. About uh, five years ago, maybe maybe a little longer, maybe six or seven, for the whole Van Winkle craze hit. But I mean, it was just starting. Uh, I had a bottle of the fifteen at the house, mm-hmm. and one day I get home. My wife's making pulled pork. She was like, "I use that uh, oh, no. that pappy whatever <laughs> <laughs> for this." <laughs> Best pulled pork ever. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to eat this really slow. But you know, it's really slow. Chew every fucking bite. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was only, you know, two inches left in the bottle, but you know, she used oh it up. Oh my God. But at the same time, that's a great story. I, I, I had the same experience. Uh, I used to have uh, regular poker games here on a mm. Monday night. And uh, there were people that would come to play poker, and there were people come just to hang out and and drink, drink. my whiskey, which is oh, fine, yeah. you know, that's fine. But I mistakenly had left the twelve year out on the bar because mm. I had had it the night before, you know, and I drank that sparingly because that's the only bottle I had. Yeah. And I come upstairs, and my friend Jamie Walker is like, "This one's pretty good," and I'm like which one he goes that one and 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 i saw that it had gone from from you know right right about there to to down to 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 the middle i'm like give me that (laughs) i hope you enjoyed it and then i explained it to him he goes oh man i'm sorry goes no 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 that's on me yeah yeah. that's on me i hope you enjoyed it i hope you remember how well it was and how good it was because you're done yes (laughs) it's going back it's going back but to put Hey, made Almost a great a pulled pork. Bu- no, no, it was literally it was at the end of it. There was, it was a couple was, inches left. So oh, there was, oh, I'm saying oh, okay, I misunderstood. Out. I no. thought that she had no, no, poured no, 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 so no. much, and there was only a couple inches no, left there after was she only made a couple the, inches the left. pork. There were only a couple inches left in yeah. that, and she just so yeah tossed it in there. So yeah, great pulled pork. I can't imagine what a whole what a whole oh yeah pulled what no, a whole, the whole bottle of, <laughs> of of Van Winkle would would taste like. Was it good? Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I mean. You slow roast pork and then smoke it and put yeah. some whiskey on it. It's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you about, since we're talking Van Winkle in, in general, and, and, and the subjects come up from time to time, mm-hmm. and, and you being in this business, um, when, the, when the Van Winkle started to explode, and, we, and I've heard it from, from people who, who know uh, the Van Winkle family, they don't particularly care for the fact that their whiskey gets exploded exploited it like, does get exploited like it, uh, like it is they they don't like that no well if you look at the pricing that and, and they why? set well because they're not making that money i you know, i understand with that they're not making the money but why that whiskey because I, you and i drink a lot of bourbons yeah. and there are so many excellent bourbons I, I, that I, that are just as good yes. as van winkle yeah i think what happened was the show justified yep they had that on there all the time see i i 
I told what I told you. I told you, and I told you. you. Brought that up at some point. I yeah. brought it up mm-hmm. when y'all. Oh, I when I I love Justify. Yeah, and I saw them pour the Van Winkle, and I went no, exactly no, because now people that love this show are gonna want that whiskey. And that's exactly what happened. Same thing fucking what happened with Elmer T. Lee. Yeah. On on Good on Breaking Bad. That. Yep. On Breaking Bad, they had Elmer T. Lee on Breaking Bad, and I went no, yeah. stop putting. Good whiskey on TV shows where the public's going, oh, I gotta get me some of that. And what the fuck are you watching the whiskey <laughs> bottle for anyway? Well, sorry, all, I all, the, little, sh- I all get, the shows get, we grew get, up with. Get a little emotional. The shows we grew up with had didn't even put Coke on there. It had like cake or, you know, a fake name. I'm like, why can't you do that with the bourbon? And I understand it's yeah. product placement. I understand, oh, yeah. that. I understand well. in TV. <clears throat> In, in the last few decades, that became a huge thing, product placement. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's a huge thing in whiskey now because now when I'm oh, watching yeah. something on Netflix and they're drinking whiskey, I... There's you know, always a name brand I on that. I pause it and I go, mm-hmm. okay, yep. well, I, don't, I don't particularly you like that one. You can tell just by the shape of the bottle what you're <laughs> I, can, I, I, I can tell by the shape of the bottle. I go, yeah, okay, that one's not, I'm okay with that. They mm-hmm. can, they can push that Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, they're going to make enough Jack Daniels. We're good. Yeah. We're good. I know <laughs> I can always bullet. get that. I know I can always get that. But when the Van Winkle showed up on Justified, oh, yeah. I about lost my shit. Well... And plus, they have that 21 or 23-year-old. And, you know, good luck finding that. Yeah. I mean, one, I don't know how they get enough juice to fill up bottles. Because being in Kentucky, with the way the water evaporates out of that barrel, I mean, I got to imagine every time they pour one of those barrels, it's got to be like 10 bottles worth. So, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah, and sad. And then the people that get it, yeah. All right. First of all, if it's in a bar, they charge an outrageous oh, yeah. amount of money for a pour. Mm-hmm. And the people that uh, that that have it and get it here at, in their homes, they don't drink it. No. And I understand, but by the same token, they don't. S- if you're going to get it, and you're not going to prostitute it on the secondary market, yeah, for whatever, <clears throat> then drink the son of a bitch. Enjoy it. Dinoism. Collect art. Collect art. Drink whiskey. Drink whiskey. Yeah. That, that is yeah. one of my, that's one of the, well, he's affectionately termed as Dinoisms. But yeah, collect art. Drink whiskey. I mean, you know, that bottle of 12 I got up there right now is is got about yeah, that much left that's, on I'm it. I'm just waiting for, I got the bottle of same yeah. at home and I'm like, well, when can I drink that? And I got Whatever. a bottle of 10, uh, old Rip Van Winkle yep. up there that, you know, I'm just waiting for a special occasion, yep. but it's gonna it's gonna get open. I'm not gonna sell it. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna sell it to somebody. I told you before we started the podcast that I gave away. I gave away a bottle of Van Winkle Rye, Oof. which I haven't even seen. That I haven't seen since. it since. I gave it to TJ. I gave it to TJ. Uh, Hansberry used to work with me at the radio station. Oh, yeah. He was a program director <clears throat> who had an appreciation for fine whiskeys and, and bourbons. And so I knew it was going to a, an excellent home. And I've had it since then with him. But, but, but you know, I, I, it was, it was a, I think the word you used earlier magnanimous. Was magnanimous. You're a magnanimous. 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 Good for yeah, Good for yeah. easy. Have design. another drink and say it again. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> magnanimous. Nope. So 17 years. What does your wife do? Uh, she's an engineer. 
uh, works for the city. So she basically is in charge of the water that we drink. Oh, I was going to say, not the water and no. <laughs> so, our whiskey. Well, maybe. So the good thing was, oh, yeah. well, the water that's in the uh, OIO and watershed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, she's in charge of that? Yeah. Well, she's in charge of some of that. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't, she, she I don't a, know her official title. but she, Is she a whiskey drinker? She loves Irish. She loves scotch. Uh, bourbon. She's not much of a bourbon drinker. Oh, more for you. Yeah. Well... She, I can tell you why she loves <laughs> Irish and she loves scotch. I'll tell you why she loves scotch, first all right. of all. About f- four years ago, we were in Scotland. We stayed at the Glen Morangi House. Uh, it's right, on, right at the distillery. It's a place where very few people have stayed. Uh, we were there on a night when they were having a company retreat. So we were there with the people who worked in London for the Moet Hennessy team, because that's who owns... Uh, the brand and they're like yeah you're staying in the sting room we're like what's that the sting room the sting room that's where sting stayed we're like oh that's pretty cool and so when we were there kind of uh grew to love glenn moranchi yeah you know it was one of those nights where we were up late you know at the house they have every expression you know they have their 25 year they have their base Mm -hmm. and you could have anything in between and we were up late night in this old, old house in Scotland, or manor, I guess, just putting on the old carpet and trying to knock it into a cup. <laughs> sure. And it's so far away. And so, yeah, she kind of developed a taste for scotch then. For scotch then, And then yeah. the next day, we went to Glenfiddich, mm-hmm. and we did a tour there where we actually got to go into the barrel house. Stay in the... Uh, well, no, we didn't stay was there. Was there a we, sting room in that one? No, there was no, no sting room there. And luckily, <laughs> she didn't come with the expectations that sting brings when we stayed in that room. So we were good. So uh, we went to... <laughs> this is the Bono room. I'll just bore you. <laughs> yes. But at Glenfiddich, they let us go into a barrel house, and they were like, okay, here is... Or I'll say it how they said it. Here's a bottle of... Tw- or here's a barrel of 21... If you like that, take your little thief, dip it in there, and we'll pour it in a bottle, seal it up, and send it back to you. We're like, well, that's good. That's that sounds good. So we tried that. I'm like, that's that's what I want. And they're like, and here's a bottle or a barrel of 18, aged in sherry casks. She got that one. She was like, well, I'll take this one. And we still have those bottles at home. So we got to bottle our own scotch, seal them up in a in a. Are they still sealed? Mine's not hers. I don't know if hers is either. I mean, I would understand. Yeah, I mean, those are special things. But I mean, at the same time, I have gift bottles. Yeah, that were that that are special, mm-hmm. and and I save just because they have sentimental value. Yeah. I mean, Hansberry, you got me a bottle of Buffalo Trace. I autographed it, and you autographed so. it. So and wow. and you know, I mean, <laughs> Buffalo Trace. We can get just about it. But the fact that you, you know, wrote on it, it and wrote on it. And, and actually and, sprung for it. Yeah, yeah. bought it. I'm not going to open up that bottle. Same thing with our Woodfords no, from, yeah. uh, from the uh, yeah. Manhattan competition. Yeah. You know, they have our faces on them. That's right. They etched, uh, for those people who didn't hear that episode, etched their faces in the in the bottle. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not opening that one. Uh, well. So I'm going to keep that one for sentimental. I've, I've judged that like three times now. So you've opened So a, my wife has made me open up like the earlier ones. They're like, come on, they're just collecting dust. You're never, plus, if we don't drink them, we're And you don't look drink. like this anymore. Exactly. <laughs> 
Well, Pete over there, he always <laughs> picks the greatest pictures of me. It's it's normally I'm clean shaven and everything, but he'll get a picture of me where I have like a sweet mustache. <laughs> he'll be like, that's what's going on the bottle, you know. And it's just something where it's like, this is not how I look, but I'm like, but I like how that looks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that competition, do you get uh, asked a lot to be a judge? And that because that was my first one, and I. Uh, uh, was so glad to have you there and Christine there, yeah. uh, who's been on the podcast yep, as well. She was great. Um, you know, I was thrilled to be there, but you, you guys were were pros. You, you'd been you'd been at it before. Yeah, I've done a few over the years, so yeah, it's always a good time. Yeah. And but you know, you were there. What you try? We tried twenty <laughs> twenty drinks. <laughs> it was twenty a, Manhattan's. I, I, granted, well, they were this big, but you know, I'm kind of glad uh, now that 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 John is producing our YouTube channel. I'm really glad that w- he wasn't there for that one because yeah. I, I as, when I listen back to that podcast, I get a little slurry, we were a little loose. a little slurry, and a yeah. little sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Towards the end of it, <laughs> for the listeners, uh, it's the Manhattan Project. It was the Manhattan yes. Project it podcast. Is and, what the uh, is was was that one was. Find that in the archives. Yeah. Max and a couple other people. The winner of <laughs> mm. the Manhattan uh, yeah, tasting ben. contest uh, ben, from and, and, Curio, which is which is no anymore. longer with us. Yeah. yeah, Curio was a was an amazing craft cocktail mm-hmm. craft cocktail bar. So, what is your impression of of the craft cocktail craze? It, it certainly is a craze. I'm a guy who, when I make a old-fashioned at home, I'll uh, pour a bunch of bourbon into a glass, mm-hmm. ice cube, and then maybe put a shake of bitters on it. And you're done. But, yeah. I mean, I love what they do. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... No. I'm not uh, I'm with complex you. enough to go, you know what would work with this? Maybe a little citrus. Maybe a little expressed orange. Maybe a little expressed orange that is smoked. You know, yeah, so, it's, I it's, mean, the way their minds work. It's an amazing. art form. Yeah. But when we had Christine on, uh, Basham was, was was with us, mm-hmm. and, and we talked about that. Um, she made a very good point. It takes time to make oh, those yeah. cocktails. Definitely. And when you're in a in a bar setting, it, it, it's about volume, and you know, it, so. I don't know if that was that was its downfall, the fact that they don't push them out quick enough or had enough to, I don't know. Could have I don't, been. I, I knew. Uh, it's a shame that yeah. there wasn't enough volume yeah. to to uh, complement the, the, yeah, the, the artistry. artistry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also know that the pizza place beside it, I think they wanted to expand into that place because it's... Uh, Harvest Pizzeria. It's because we need another another pizza joint in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. <laughs> we have great pizza in Columbus. Oh yes, we, we do. have great pizza in Columbus. We do. For for a city in the Midwest, we have pretty pretty damn good pie. But back to my original question. As far as I, I mentioned, craze, and you mm. kind of were jumping on that, like it's a craze. You think it'll. I think worm its way out and no i think you'll always have it at high-end restaurants and everything like that uh but i don't i don't know i can't say that you know, i'm not gonna you, hold you to it no i, mean, I know and, and because oh, i'm a, you know yeah i'm not gonna because i appreciate like i said the artistry of it but i'm like you when i well think about i'm on, pretty simple when it comes to a cocktail yeah on, on campus what do you think the number one selling cocktail is i have no idea it would be Either rum and coke, Jack uh-huh. and coke. or Jack and Coke. Or yeah. Jack and Coke. Yeah. Or right. Jack and Diet or Rum and Diet. You know? Or a, <laughs> cu- diet, a yeah. Cuba Libra. 
which is rum and coke. Rum and coke. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom. You got to get it out right. the door. Uh, and, you know, that's why these brands uh, like Jack and like Bacardi and everything, mm. they're always going to be relevant. Right? Captain and Coke, you know? Kids love yeah. that, too. Or, not, uh, kids. Kids. The or kids. The, uh, the kids love that. Legal drinking age students. When I, when I went to Ireland, uh, I, we visited Dublin, and we went to this real fancy mm-hmm. restaurant with the family, and I go, I'll have a Jameson and Coke, and he, the guy looked at me. Oh, really? And you well, actually could, said that? Well, you know, I was m- maybe 19, oh, yeah. you know, a, a, a hippie college kid, and uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't mix it for me. God so bless he gave you. me he gave me a, 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 a the, the drink of Jameson and then a little you know glass bottle of Coke and okay. he just kind of looked at yeah. me and said, uh, "If you want to drink go, the Coke buddy. later, yeah. yeah." One of their big drinks though <laughs> is Jameson and ginger ale, so ah, don't let them okay. don't All right. let them. Okay, so he, just, on he knew I was an American. I, I do enjoy a, a Jack and ginger in the summertime. Yeah, that's a the, you know <laughs> what I call a what I like to call my. My casual cocktails, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when I'm not seriously drinking, I just want to just have a cocktail while I'm conversing with my yeah. friends in the summertime. A Jack and Ginger is a good and, ginger and, ale's an underrated mixer sometimes. And, yeah, uh, and well, uh, ginger beer is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and Canada Dry <laughs> came go. out with a combination ginger ale lemonade that I started oh, pouring. In, there you go. That I started pouring into the Jack. Because a friend of mine said, "You need, have you tried this yet?" And my and uh, Delhi, you know Delhi, yeah. And I did, and I go, "Oh, not bad, not bad at all for the casual cocktail." Yes, <laughs> but when it comes down to the serious drinking, it's either neat or on the rocks. Yeah. Um, well, you can get the uh, Kentucky iced tea. The Kentucky iced tea. Had, this is what uh, Freddie No, uh, Master Distiller Jim Beam, told me many years ago. Kentucky iced tea, hot day. Fill your glass up with ice. Mm-hmm. Pour the bourbon in it. Kentucky iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> there's your, there's your cocktail. There it is. <laughs> Just fill it with ice. Just fill, fill it with ice. Fill it with ice. It's got to be so, full of ice. And yeah. Boom. Kentucky iced tea. And then let tea. nature take its course. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny stuff, right there. <laughs> As we uh, move on, I mean, 17 years. Do you have any uh, other aspirations? I mean, if aspirations to do other things or are you pretty I think I'm always looking for you know something what is next uh, yeah what is next? being in the publishing industry it's 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 rough out there okay. certainly uh, but you know and my company has treated me so good over the years I would uh, anytime you stay any place more than 10 yeah, years exactly I mean, it, well you know you just left I left after 24 yeah 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 exactly. yeah I actually got here I think right when you started when I started, yeah. When how old were you when in ninety in nineteen ninety four? Just to make me I feel. I guess I didn't get here then. Just to make me feel real old. How old were you in nineteen ninety four? Were you just born? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was twenty. You're tw- were you twenty? How old are you? Forty three. Are you really? Good for you. You're young forty three, Max. Yeah. He. My looks wife. The same age as you. If not younger. What? Max. What? He looks, looks the, the same, same age as you, yeah. Yeah. if not younger. And maybe it's because of your, you know, I, I, I want to be in a bluegrass right band beard that you got <laughs> yeah. going on. But how old are you? 34. Oh, yeah. man. See, yeah. Dude, I was, I'm I, an old 34. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, when, when you, I, I'll give you this. I've known you for a long time. When you shave, you go back to looking like... Uh, age appropriate. Age, 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 age But I think this goes back to telling you. I've been drinking... Uh, 
bourbon and whiskey for the last 17 years. So yeah. kind of keeps you nice and preserved, baby. I, uh, people have said that to me that, you know, it's you're pickled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're pickled and preserved. So, uh, you know, speaking of uh, of the next thing, what what do you what do you see on the horizon as far as our uh, our whiskeys and or or just our libations in in general? Wow. I mean, I I saw that we're like uh, 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 gin was making a comeback yeah. there for a while. I think the classic things are coming back. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, gins are making a comeback. Obviously, good whiskeys are always going to be around. Uh, but what happened? probably at the beginning of this decade was just an abomination to everything cocktail oriented everything was flavored it basically vodka went crazy flavored vodka went nuts and companies decided to let's just run with that let's run you know whipped cream flavor which sold really well but then they were like chocolate whip orange whip strawberry whip, right cake chocolate cake <laughs> my sister's a a, a vodka drinker mm-hmm. and at thanksgiving she had the vanilla cream yeah vodka i just love this it's like it's it's like oh, yeah. i'm not drinking at all you put that in a white russian yeah good uh, night yeah and, forget uh, about well it. the whipped cream heck yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean but that actually what the bourbon craze has kind of done it kind of knocked out all of those flavors that weren't natural so, because, you know, when you taste bourbon, you get vanilla, you get caramel, right. you get these flavors. And, you know, the cherry vodka and Coke, yeah, cherry Coke, you yeah, know, that's fine. Yeah. You know, lime Coke, that's great. Lime vodka and Coke, that's great. When but, you get those but natural get those flavorings that could very well be beaveriness. <laughs> yes. Secretions. And it goes back to the beginning. <laughs> And we come full circle. And don't try those raspberry ones. I heard that at the beginning, that the raspberry flavoring may be natural flavors. Uh, so <clears throat> moving forward, what do you think? Well, I think you're basically going to – I think gin's going to make a comeback, but we've been saying that for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, good tequilas are just exploding all over. Uh, That's George Clooney. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my gosh, you made a billion dollars on a tequila that Crazy. nobody drinks. Right. I- <laughs> Amazing, but good for him. Yeah, but uh, but your bourbons, your even I I would guess that single malt scotches and your Irishes that you know kind of play around with age statements and everything. Those are going to be continuing to do, continue to do good. Uh, I could see, you know, a lot of these a lot of these craft cocktails that we were drinking. Right. We're using April. Or Amaro, so the I mean those things that are not uh, necessarily a liquor but a liqueur. Those things are actually going to grow, and but I think it's more just natural. And I think uh, to answer a question earlier about the the craft cocktail craze, mm-hmm. I think that will continue because you know these new things or these old things are going to be new again. Yeah. And so you know everything's times a flat circle, man. There's a there's a book I have. Uh called the i don't know where it's at but the savoy and it's and it's just a book of old cocktails from the mm-hmm. from the 30s and yeah the savoy co- <laughs> boom oh, look at hansbury look at that the, the, like the savoy library i'm sitting right next to the home yeah library. right here and and in in this book is just all the the classic cocktails from mm-hmm. from from back in the day at uh at the savoy which was and, and they're pretty awesome so yeah 
I would welcome that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and the classic cocktails are ones that are generally not, you know, 15 steps. No. You know, no. there's a citrus, there's a spirit, and there's a, you know, uh, another part. You know, right. it's basically you're just easy to make, tastes great kind of thing. Uh, another thing you can, you'll see, and I think we are starting to see, is the localization of everything. You know, in Ohio, there's now like 15 distilleries. Right. Maybe like, more. How many do we have in Columbus, Ohio? As we Four speak? or five or six, yeah. you know? And I think those, you know, people are always going to, I think one of the big problems, and this is kind of a, a tangent I'm going off on, uh, with the craft beer craze, right? the big companies didn't understand what it was all about. So Budweiser went out, or a large company went out and bought a lot of uh, <laughs> these smaller, you know, local breweries. But what happened was when they bought these places, the people who were their core customers were like, oh, now it's Budweiser, or whatever, you know? Yeah. So they, would, they wouldn't do that anymore. Uh, and it, like in Columbus, you have, oh gosh, how many? 20? 30? I've, I've lost count. I mean, you know, it seems like breweries? a new one. It seems, I mean, like a, it seems like a new but, one springing up every yeah. week. Oh yeah, but I mean, but people love them because it's right around the corner from right. them. They can mm-hmm. go to the bar there. They can have their meal there. They got know. the hotel that's opening down yeah. in Canal Rudolph, Winchester. In yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's, but I think that localization will continue, and I think that's where the beer market's kind of going to go. It's, you know, when the giant conglomerates keep on buying small ones. The small ones are now part of the conglomerate, and then another small one will spring up where that was. So it's like it's going to be local. So, it's, but is it is it also going to be just a vicious circle? I it mean, is. is. Is that what's going to happen? The but, small ones are going to spring up, and eventually they're going to sell out to the big guy. Could be. I mean, but I mean, a lot of them haven't. I mean, uh, Sam Adams, Great Lakes, yeah, true. Uh, Bells. They've Good all point. celebrated their thirtieth year anniversary this Good past point. year. So I mean, they're and they stick to their guns. Yeah, they're they're the uh, class of '88 is what they call themselves because nice. that's when they all started. And actually, I don't know if Sam Adams is then, but you know, there's there's so five you, of them that are countrywide. I won't, I won't fact check you. All right, cool. <laughs> it's fake news. Fake news, sad. Sorry, but. Uh, uh, but I think what you'll see with the local distilleries and just coming back is those will grow. And as they get older and older, their whiskey's going to get better and better. Yeah, that's the like idea. If of you've that. had the OIO Olorosa, it's great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's because they started probably eight, nine years ago, and now they're at a point where they can age it fully and then work right. with it. Uh, the watershed bourbon, it's, it gets better every year. And that's what will happen. You'll see these, you know, small companies, and they'll be able to compete on a local thing. Sure. But I mean, you're still going to have your core Jack drinkers, your core right. Beam, your core Turkey, and all those people. So. So time is is in their favor. Yeah. As far oh, as yeah. quality of their. Product. If they can make it, and that's yeah. the tough part. Yeah. I can, can I interject? I, and I think I told you this. I, I went to Chicago um, last spring, and uh, we were at this real fancy restaurant where it's you know like a fixed menu. And they served a an old fashioned with watershed. Yeah, and they were very. Uh, you know, they're like it's watershed from Columbus, Ohio. They're very like <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah, I got respectful. That. Yeah, yeah it, but it was cool. And this was the one I told you they used uh, beet juice. Oh yeah, so it was, you know talked about delicious. Your, yeah, but 
so I, it, you know, I guess it's I just to talk beach. about. The, it was good. I've never understood. But beach. it's kind of funny. I go to Chicago and they're serving yeah. Columbus uh, bourbon. And well, that's what I was in Chicago last year at one of their large liquor stores, and you know, I kind of, I always buzz Binnies. around liquor stores. <laughs> Binnies, yeah, yeah, I was at yeah. Binnies, <laughs> and boom, Watershed was there. I was like, yeah. that's good. And that was the only Ohio brand I found there. But I was like, but that's still, pretty cool. But still, the fact cool. that it's reaching yeah. out. Like, bourbon job, barrel gin. Yeah. Beets. Uh, it was really good. Who eats beets? Do you eat beets? Uh, my wife loves beets. Does she? Does it? I eat beets all the time. Make an old-fashioned with it. Because it's they good. keep growing in our garden. So you have no choice. I have no choice. But I loved them for like the first three years because I hadn't had beets in a long time. But now it's like fifth and sixth year. And I'm like, I make your pee beets, pink. huh? I just remember growing up seeing there'd always be a plastic container in the back of the refrigerator, and you opened it up, it was this fucking beets. <laughs> Nobody likes that. <laughs> Which is not the way I particularly want to end this particular podcast, but what the fuck? Here we go. <laughs> Let's get on that beat rant, damn it. The, our, guest, our guest bottle has been Town Branch, which uh, we have pretty much drained this evening. It's not too often, Max, that we finish the whole bottle on well, a podcast. Eh, there's been four of us before. And, 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 and uh, so uh, that is, I'm going to give you uh, the credit on that. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, Uh, we we love the town branch. It's definitely under the fifty dollar mark. If you want to pick up a good uh, straight Kentucky bourbon, Max Eckenweiler has been our guest. Ohio Tavern News. Uh, If people want to follow you anywhere, can they do that? Yeah, at Max Eckenweiler on Twitter. On Twitter, it's very easy. Yeah, Uh, I'm sure we'll tweet it out. It's it's just like it sounds. At Max Eckenweiler. After you get to EC. I'm sure it'll pop up. It'll pop up. Yeah. It'll pop up. Well, thank you, man, so much for being with oh, us. Continue success me, with the Ohio Tavern news and, and keep keeping us abreast of what's going on. I think tonight's been extremely uh, uh, entertaining and also informative, you know, which, which for those people who listen to this podcast who actually want whiskey information, I think they got it tonight. It was and, a podcast hmm? not only with whiskey, but about whiskey. About How whiskey. about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, that happens on yeah. whiskey business. But thank you, brother. I appreciate right. it. I really do. Uh, I'm going to wrap things up like I always do. Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production produced by Greg Hansberry over here on this side. Thank and you him. can't see him, but over on this side on our YouTube channel, producer John Whitney, uh, who's been doing an amazing <laughs> job the, the last few weeks. Hansberry, do you have the information on the YouTube channel to, to tell people, or should we hand over the microphone to John Whitney? Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to John, but subscribe at YouTube here. Whiskey Business with uh, Dino Tripodis. Yes, because there YouTube. are other whiskey businesses yes, there out there, yep. so we got to do the with Dino Tripodis. Instagram at Whiskey Business Podcast. Thank you. And uh, subscribe at iTunes, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. Uh, We're growing. We're growing. We're prospering. It's taking some time, but uh, the word is getting out about uh, Whiskey Business with yours truly, Dino Tripodis. And so, my friends, until the next bottle, see ya. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. 
The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.